Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Monday, January 25, 2021. The data updated last night say that in Italy we have administered the first dose of the vaccine to 1,379,000 people, 2.28% of the population. 100,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Piedmont, Veneto and Tuscany. In the last three places from the bottom are Calabria, Molise and Abruzzo. At the moment, Italy is in eighth place in the world for the number of people vaccinated. In the EU, we are second after Germany in absolute, but first with respect to the percentage of population vaccinated. As every Monday, just a few numbers about the situation of the contagion in Italy. Over the past seven days, we averaged uh, average, uh, 12,219 new positives per day, or minus 2,751 cases per day compared with the previous seven days, a percentage change of minus 18.4%. In the same period, the average change in the number of patients admitted to the COVID wards was minus 207 patients per day, with a percentage change of minus 6.5%. With regard to the intensive care units, instead, in the last seven days, the average change in the admission exit balances was minus 15 patients per day or minus 4.1% in percentage. All those minuses are good news. On average, we had 469 deaths per day in Italy in the last seven days, while it was 489 per day in the previous seven days. As always, when it comes to deaths, any number is too high. But sad with the utmost respect for those who are sadly gone, yesterday's figure was 299 deaths, which is always a lot, but is also the lowest number for January. In an effort to look to the future in a positive way, we can try to hope that this is news that is, if not good, at least encouraging. Italy's RT number or reproduction rate has dropped to uh, at 0.97 the first overall reduction seen in five weeks, but the challenge is still tough as 10 regions still have an RT number above one. Under the national tiered system, with rules changing weekly based on the level of contagion risk, the hardest hit region of Lombardy has been moved from the red zone imposed last week to the slightly less restrictive orange zone. Also, Sardinia faces more restriction as it has moved from the yellow zone to the orange zone. All other regions remains, uh, remain where they were placed last week, which means Sicily and the autonomous province of Bolzano stay in red zones. 14 regions are in the orange zone, while only Campania, Basilicata, Tuscany, Molise and the autonomous province of Trento are in yellow. It is peculiar, the situation of the region Trentino-Alto Adige, where the two autonomous provinces are one red, Bolzano, and the other yellow, Trento. In the meantime, starting today, four more regions are bringing their teens back to school. In Friday's video, I told you about the delays in the European distribution of Pfizer's vaccines. Unfortunately, even the vaccine of AstraZeneca, on which Italy bets a lot, will have the same problems, indeed much worse. The AstraZeneca vaccine should be authorized by the European Agency at the end of this week. But the company has already announced a reduction of 60% of the vaccines promised for the first quarter of 2021. It would mean that in Italy it would be delivered 3.4 million doses instead of 8 million. 
The European Commission is looking to see if it's possible to challenge these reductions, while Italy is the only European country threatening to sue. The fear is that a lawsuit will lead to companies blocking vaccines shipments, also because it seems that the contract signed does not provide for any automatic penalty on delays. In the strategy presented by the European Commission, there is the ob objective of vaccinating 70% of the population by the summer. In any case, the Italian government is forced to reshape the vaccination campaign. The start of vaccination for people over 80 years old, which some regions have already set shortly, could slip to March. While it seems impossible to realize the idea of anticipating the vaccination of teachers, the AstraZeneca vaccine should be authorized, or at least recommended, for people under 55 years old. Having 8 million of doses right away, as previously said, the number provided for in the preliminary purchase agreements, could have brought teachers' vaccinations forward, but now it really seems impossible. That's why Italy is hoping for an accelerated green light for yet another vaccine, the one from Johnson & Johnson, which has the practical advantage of being a single dose, no booster like the AstraZeneca one. Authorization is expected to arrive in March, but there is no certainty and it cannot be ruled out that there may be problems in production with this company as well. So all that remains is to hope for the arrival of new vaccines yet. The Russian vaccine Sputnik, surrounded at the beginning by a certain skepticism, has already asked for authorization to the European Union, but we do not know if and when the green light will arrive while for Chinese products, we are still at preliminary contacts. And then there's the Italian one expected for July. Among the many benefits brought by the COVID vaccine, there is one that particularly interests the economies of Southern Europe, the restart of the tourist season. In Italy and in Europe, we are beginning to talk about the hypothesis of a digital passport vaccine that would allow people vaccinated to travel, helping to raise the tourism market. European countries are divided between those in favor and those against. On the other hand, vaccinated people are still too few compared to the total population, which would make the special permit a privilege for the few. The scenario in front of us may seem futuristic, but it is anything but remote. Passengers at airports would approach the phone to a scanner and on the monitor would appear a code certifying the vaccination. The main problem to be solved is the privacy related to the international sharing of passengers' data, but other problems concern the question whether to issue passports to those who have been infected and now have overcome the virus and therefore have antibodies, the question on the right to travel of those who do not want to be vac vaccinated, the question on the fact that we still do not know if those who are vaccinated are not contagious or if they are. These are all very big and difficult issues for all the countries, not just Italy. The COVID crisis and resulting lockdowns have strained Italian marriages with separation requests up 60% between 2019 and 2020. Of these, 40% of requests are on the basis of alleged marital infidelity, 30% for domestic violence and 30% due to other causes. There is an evident stress brought on by the emergency, the strain on conjugal relations had been exacerbated by a sudden loss of work and by other COVID-induced problems such as the difficulties of children with distance learning. That's all for today. I didn't want to come back to the government crisis because I've already spent too much time on politics in previous videos, but just know that uh, it is not over at all. In fact, it could be, it could be that by the time you see my next video next Wednesday, the Italian government will have resigned. There is no certainty, but it is more than a possibility. So please stay safe, stay healthy. My name is Umberto Mucci. I'll see you on Wednesday. This was with Italian News. Ciao from Rome.